Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. <laughs> you said I've reached the Mayfair Podcast. Like I know. They're, they're dialing us up like a radio. I like the idea that because I said it accidentally that one time and then I was like, that's kind of fun because like you're dialed in, you know, you've reached us. Like it makes sense if you really want to get down to it in a Lynchian way. I like the idea of randomly tuning in a podcast and just like going halfway, like yeah. you've missed the front, you know? <laughs> oh no, we can't rewind this. <laughs> It's quickly happened, but the good old days, which were like five years ago, did people wait in their cars for their favorite radio show to be over? Like if they're listening to like a CBC News program, yeah. or my friend listened to like some CBC comedic game show for a while. And I just imagine like sitting there and being like, oh, can't go into the mall yet. Gotta yeah. wait to see this. Because now everything, you just pause it, you know? Yeah. Like, most cars now have, you can plug in your podcast to them and... Yeah, it's extra weird you say that because when I went to a family barbecue on Saturday, we were listening to the most recent podcast and there was like a minute left. And I was just like, we were in front of my cousin's house and I was just like, well, just just hang on. And my wife shut off the car and I was like, but just, there's like 40 seconds left. And then she she, she rolled her eyes and we, we finished it because I was like, you know, we're not going to want to go back to 40 seconds of this when we leave in a couple hours. Yeah. And it was, it was good stuff, obviously. It was just us like... But you could just feel it, like, extending her anger as it went along. You should have brought it in so the whole family could hear the... It's true. ...the I, podcast foolery. It was my own fault, really, because I was just like... I was like, oh, most of this will be the trailer at the end, you know? There isn't really, like, two or three minutes left. And then it was just, like, us still yeah. riffing and, and, like, mostly me egging you guys on, but still. Yeah, the, the last one was longer, which was funny, because after <laughs> saying trying to keep it short, the last one was, like, 40 minutes or so, but... Of gold. Though. Gold. <laughs> it was good. There was a lot of a lot of like hits in the first 24 hours on that last one. I was like, man, we're just... It, there's no rhyme or reason to it, really. It's just like... I Not that I keep track of how many views these get or anything. It but. was recently on one of the podcasts, people actually you know, will reply through one of the podcast sites, like SoundCloud or something like mm-hmm. that. And recently we had... It was when we had the 3D Fest. There was a fellow here and he said that he listens all the time and it's always complimentary but it's also kind of like i don't know how to take it i'm like yeah. oh i didn't know anyone actually listened to this <laughs> yeah you know? it's like, like we just do this for fun it's like if we can get paid to just like you know shoot the shit for yeah. half an hour or however 40 minutes or someone will come in and they'll look at you for a second like they recognize you or they know you and they go like are you on the podcast yeah it's like yes and they can recognize you you. I, I was actually at the bar next door uh, the other night and somebody Oh, told wow. me they like the podcast. So. Oh, man. Cool. It would have been there even better if you overheard them talking about the podcast. And they were yeah. like, that's really good. But you know that Andrew is just too much. <laughs> so like, a moron. Like, hey! <laughs> and you, and you went up and like grabbed their bill and like autographed it. <laughs> it would be so good if, if he texted like the two of us to go meet up. and Like, what were you saying about that podcast? Like, yeah. We said oh, we like it. Yeah. Oh. oh, cool, cool. You want to buy us beers? Or <laughs> how does this work now? Like, you pay us? So it is the evening of July 26th. Thursday, July 26th, so we'll be talking eventually about July 27th through August 2nd. You guys are working. I'm in. going to be watching Ideal Home in the, a little bit. The movie you've been ripping on the poster of for weeks. Oh, uh, but I love both those fellows in that movie. It's the last night, so it's the last night having it here. But we got a full slate of movies coming up. All new stuff with the one you, you might hear faintly in the background. The, Mr. Rogers. The, the lovely tones of the Mr. Rogers song. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to hear that, really? Like We were trying to start for about 10 minutes, but a couple of people came in a good 20 minutes late. Yeah. Which I never understand. I know people run late or there's traffic sometimes, yeah. but I always put it akin to picking a book off 
the shelf and be in, say it's like a 300 page skipping, book skipping the first yeah be like I'll start 30 pages, pages in yeah uh, let's see this should be fine it's still good it's just like the introduction I don't need this it's weird but there's crazy traffic I just biked here there's insane traffic yeah it's always an interesting mathematical dominoes Gwen got home and asked if I noticed anything weird in the neighborhood because we live up by the Queensway so a truck flipped over on the Queensway Ooh. luckily no one was hurt wow. but it's caused some off ramps to be closed oh man and you can see it because in my little 10 minute bike ride here usually this time of night it's not crowded yeah and Bank Street is packed it was like that at 2.30 when I was going by too I go past Chamberlain and it yeah. was like all the way back and I couldn't that makes perfect sense now. so these latecomers were probably that was really yeah, trapped but I've never seen it's so weird just to close off a couple off ramps means people have to figure out some other way to yeah. come home one for bicyclists as well like it's just yeah. terrifying like there was a few just head scratching maneuvers not to say you know like bikes are always right and cars are the worst yeah. but like <laughs> it's terrifying when you're going up a bank especially and just yeah. certain things and you're like is it a game night like what what is even happening yeah. here no it's just it's just a weird they closed one traffic ramp for fun. They're like, yeah. hey, let's see what happens now. It really, yeah, it really throws you off. Like, it just, yeah. Because I came in this morning, which was a bit before I think the incident happened. I can talk about it now because it's after the fact. But in, in a panic before I woke up, Anya texted me and said, I forgot to change the times for Ideal Home. Because I guess the last couple nights they were oh. the same, but tonight it was 8.45 instead of 9. Mm. And she was like, I can't make it in. Can you? And I... And the closest one. So when you I lived next door, yeah, pretty much. and so <laughs> I came in, and the cleaner was here, and I came in and switched the poster and switched the sign. But it's funny stuff like that because poor Anya lives very far away. Yeah, and she was like, "Can you go in and do that?" And so that was my good deed today was coming Man. in. I wonder. It's always little things like that are an interesting experiment of do people actually look at the marquee? Yeah, like how many people might have come and been like, "Oh, I thought the movie started at nine, you yeah. know, but. Man, yeah, and what's funny is, like, I was closing with Anya last night and helped her with the marquee, not to implicate myself here. I blame but, you. Yeah. That's <laughs> your fault. No, 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 blame Lee, because Lee came inexplicably, like, at the end of the show, and we were just, like, chatting and stuff, and then we, like, I just all had to go hold the ladder and stuff, and I think it was just, like, kind of a panic, because it's just everything, people are leaving, the night's yeah. over, then Lee's here all of a sudden, and he, and he was excited, and he was wearing a cool shirt, so I was excited, <laughs> and it's just, like, I think we, we were excited wanted, that he was wearing a shirt? I, yeah. <laughs> It was like, that was only half of it. It was also a fun shoot. I, I felt like, I don't know, I think you just want to like fly through that and just get it over with. And I did not once look at the timing for that. So, sorry, Anya, that was... Lee was testing you and you failed. <laughs> yeah, he was like, like, I'm going to distract him and see if he still gets the marquee I right. I did compliment his shirt and he was like, you're the first person to even point out my shirt. So I don't know what if that's... Was what was it? Well, I can't tell you now. I mean, <laughs> you had to be here last night screwing up the marquee to be able to see his fun shirt. But no, it was a, it was a uh, New World Pictures shirt. Oh. oh. Yeah. See, Andrew would have been all over Which... That. I think that, that's right, right? That's like the, the red, logo, yeah, yeah, the ruffled. red logo, and it's kind of oh, okay. like a like a maybe like a globe with a claw in it or something. I don't yeah, know what the hell it is? Like so the not Raptors the Roger, logo. not the Roger Corman New World. It's no. the post Roger Corman. Yeah, and it, but still, like not to get too nerdy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what this was. Isn't that all we do? Basically? Yeah, pretty much. I couldn't. I just it's just weird because like you don't expect to see that on a shirt, and like you or I or like you even like yeah, you would get that. I don't even know. Like, and I, I, it just throws you. There's like the online play. There's like. Like everywhere, there's, there's something for nerd, everything now. Yeah, like nerd, nerd, nerdcorp.org or something yeah. like that. Like, I had a media home entertainment shirt that I lost, or oh I God. bought it in Toronto and left it there. Uh, <laughs> so, like at someone's house, or just yeah. Like... <laughs> so that's gone. But yeah, you can get shirts 
lots of shirts. Like I would have given you major props though. Like same same deal. If you were wearing that shirt, I would like I literally did a double take and yeah. like you know rubbed my eyes like a cartoon cat and was like cool shirt. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like one of those like. 10% of the population would ever point this out. Yeah. <laughs> he was, it's like me when I wear shirts. I'm like, please, someone mention my cool shirt, and no one ever does. That just makes me think of, like, VHS. That logo just is yeah. VHS memories of oh, yeah. bad movies. And the, Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, they're not even good films, per se, but, like, it's just it's that feeling of nostalgia, I guess, or just the fun of VHS, I suppose, where I'm just like, I couldn't even have listed a bunch of movies off the top of my head that were New World, but I just, I know I've seen so many of them over the years, and I'm yeah. just like, cool shirt, bro, well, in that voice. Shoot, what was it? The last movie with Russell Crowe in it, and it was like set in the 70s. Oh, and, uh, the, the Nice Guys? Yeah, the Nice it. Guys, yeah. I like it when everyone's all studios would go old school with their logo oh, to yeah. the time. Yeah. So they, it was that weird, like, three kind of ovals, W. B oh, logo. Yeah. And I think they did that with Indiana Jones. I think they did that with King Kong. Yeah, there was a recent... Maybe it was Kong Island or Skull Island that yeah. I'm thinking of. Because there was one I saw recently and it's just... I, I just love that. I know you do too. Even yeah. um, uh, Van Helsing, even. Like, I know that's like not a loved film, but it starts off and it goes to black and white with the uh, cool. Universal logo. I guarantee you... Who's producing Quentin's new movie? Sony. This, so, they're not old though they don't have an old well, logo well it'll be Columbia it'll be the Columbia logo oh that'd be cool like in Jang- Django had the old um, Columbia logo so it'll probably be that so I don't know if you guys noticed but our friend Julia who lives in Los Angeles lives in the neighborhood yeah. where they're shooting that mm-hmm. and she went out of her front door and took a bunch of pictures oh really And I've, I've seen those they're photos, on Twitter yeah it's yeah. nuts like, yeah they, it's, they redid the uh, they recreated the Pussycat porno theater and they put up a billboard, a huge billboard for the Boston Strangler movie. Oh man, I haven't seen that yet. And there's, and I think, a bus, bus ad for like cigarettes? the Rosie Greer show. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah bus ad for Red Apple cigarettes. Oh so man, cool. the record shop. The re- yeah, like, I just, I, I love stuff. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just like you instantly, my brain's like, you know, like I can't believe they go to that detail. But it's just, it's so cool. When I was in Vancouver years ago for school, I bust by, and it was one of those funny things where it was in the spring. Because they were filming a what I and I think was just like some kind of like Hallmark Christmassy TV movie, <laughs> our favorite kind. But they're filming it in Vancouver in the spring, and you bust by kind of this glebe kind of area in Vancouver, yeah. And it was just fake snow and like Christmas ornaments in the <laughs> in the shop windows. So they basically took over like a block, yeah, yeah, and had fake snow. And, and poor people like walking around in like coats and stuff. So I only caught it for a second, but I love that kind of like yeah. Hollywood movie magic when you pass by it and you're like, what the hell? I love the the pictures from beyond that where you see like the fake and then surrounded by the real, and you just yeah. see like that juxtaposition is such a fun thing. Well, I love movies that aren't even that old, but like movies from the '80s look so dated because they were still really using the studio system that was kind of like the last era of that where Mm. a little bit past that everything was like that's when they start you know vancouver toronto shooting on location but gremlins looks so fake because (laughs) the town square which is a very like although it's in the 80s it's a very like 1930s almost and it has the cinema and the bank and the city hall but the snow just looks like cotton (laughs) yeah and everybody's in coats but it's super sunny outside and it just looks so Hollywood it's like yeah, just what you need with 4k version of oh, God, like, no, yeah. you can really see the fake <laughs> yeah 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 and I'm sure I haven't watched a lot 
4K, Blu-ray 4K style, but I'm sure a lot of those old Hammer Horror films where if you're watching them on like scratchy 16 millimeter or, you know, on black and white TV. Yeah. But you watch them now and I'm sure you could see the trees looking extra fake yeah. and, you know, that Even like the, the makeup lines on like the, or the neck or the face or whatever. It's just like some... You I, can I see the plastic surgery. Yeah, and I, oh, I yeah. don't even know how to feel about it because like on the one hand, I want everything to look as, as well as it was intended. But on the other hand, I, I also want to throw in a scratchy VHS of Texas Chainsaw or Evil Dead or something. There's something to that because like, do we need a 4K blow up of a 16 millimeter shot low budget film yeah, like it maybe not it doesn't improve anything really no and I like I get both sides because I mean when they put uh, Texas Chainsaw 4K like I, I still haven't seen that version but apparently it looks great mm. but I, I don't know you almost feel like something's lost in the process there like it's just it's such especially for that one like it's such a gritty dirty film you know but but it's a beautiful film as well like some of the shots are just incredible like I think it was uh, was it Daniel Pearl that Shut yeah, down. yeah, and like just a few of the like one the one in particular I always think of is when the the van when they pull over to get the hitchhiker. Yeah, and the van comes to a stop and it's like this big widescreen shot and the, the van sort of just comes to a stop and the guy runs and it's just a really nice shot that you wouldn't expect. Like, yeah. it, it made me think a little bit of like a, a Serbian film, which is like <laughs> reprehensible. Yeah, but the first half hour is really well shot and there's some really like gorgeous locales and I'm just yeah. like. It's just again this juxtaposition of like beauty and horror, and I am not recommending the film. <laughs> no. But I, I, I do love that when a horror movie can be sort of transcend not us, but what you know certain people consider horror or, or you know what like just a quick and dirty garbage flick. You know, like it can be beautiful as well. Lee forbade me to see a Serbian <laughs> film, and he said he was going to put like a picture of me on the poster <laughs> with like a thumbs up, going like, "No, Josh is allowed." Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. I I, I, yeah, I briefly lost a relationship over that film. Ah. Yeah, I was dating a girl who was like seven years younger than me, and she heard about the movie and read a synopsis and forbid me to watch it. And I was like, Yeah, now I just want to see it more because <laughs> you're younger than me for one thing, and it's also like it's fake. Like they're play actors. Like it's not. I don't think this is real. You know, like I, I know. Like, I've been watching movies my whole life, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, but it was more just like, I'm stubborn. I don't like to be told I can't watch something, you know? I'm not, I'm not a 13 year old boy living at home, you know? Like, so you, you brought a copy over to her parents for <laughs> Christmas night? Yeah, luckily, <laughs> anniversary. Oh yeah. man, I, I finally, when I did find a copy, I, I told her about it and like, and, and she was just like, you know, like, it's me or the movie. And I was like, then it's the movie because yeah. nobody tells me that. And so we were broken up for like about 10 hours, if that. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, she was like, you know what? Actually, I want to watch the movie with you. And I was like, no, you don't. You do not want that. Like, I get what you're trying to do. And yeah. it, it's nice of you. But and I just so I think that's funny because I don't care about that movie. But I'm like just inexplicably linked to it for life now because of that absurd situation. Lee was teasing me because he always teases me about my tattoos. Because <laughs> he's both fascinated because he's not going to get a tattoo ever. Yeah. And... All my tattoos are super nerdy. So in like Gwen was nearby, but he was teasing me to someone else because I just got a Goonies tattoo on my leg. And he said something like, this guy's married. And Gwen just went, I know who I married. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, oh I knew what I was getting into. That's how I felt going to the bank with my Batman comic book from the library. I'm just like, yeah. here, here I am. I'm a grown man who's married. And I, I have to, you know, I, it's just like. It doesn't matter, and it shouldn't matter, but it's just sort of, it's, it's funny the stuff, you know, when you're single that you think about, and yeah. then you just get to a point where you're just like, welp, I mean. I, I know a guy, a lovely guy, who will go nameless here, who is living the cliche of the 
he has a basement in his suburban house mm-hmm. and it's not Lee. <laughs> his suburban yeah, house. Like, and that's not me either. Where he gets to keep his stuff. Like the upstairs is just looks like a normal grown up's house. Yeah, yeah. But he has like a corner of the basement and that's where he gets to play video games and do his thing. But I also get so sad because even if Gwen was 75% less nerdy than she was... Which is still I quite think nerdy, I guess. It's but. quite nerdy. <laughs> we would, you know, split the difference. And we might have, like, a frame of animation on the wall and then something she wants on the wall. Yeah. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Like, split it up. Of course. But when you go, no, you get the closet in the basement to put the things you love in. That's yeah. it, you know. And you're like, don't let it touch any of my stuff. <laughs> Somebody just the other day, a whole bunch of us were here to see a movie and Julia used to work here went, oh, where'd the alien go? And I was oh, like, oh, man. dude, the alien left a long time ago. Yeah, that predates me. Out of here. Yeah, and seriously, you never said, keep them down too long. She said, what happened? And I said, I might be wrong, but I don't think I'm making this up, where I believe it was the story of some fan of the Mayfair or some friend of Lee's had that, mm-hmm. and his spouse wouldn't let him have it in the house. Right. And now it's gone. I don't know if they broke up and he went, yeah, I get to get my alien back. (laughs) Someone told me that it was like behind his back they gave us the alien thinking it was like helping, you know, because it's like, oh, we're clearing up space and he can't put it, we don't have, you know, whatever. And then he found out years later or a year later or like a long time and flipped and was like, I want it back. That's mine. And demanded it back. And so so they came in here and I guess by that point it had kind of like melted and was like kind of gross. And they still like took it out and it was like in dire straits. And just took it, you know, which is their right. Yeah. But at the same time, like I think it's like when you look at it, you're like, maybe this is worse for wear (laughs) at this point. Like I I wish I'd gotten to see it, frankly. Well, I want to build all the Mystery Science Theater robots, but it's really hard because back in the day, like some 30 years ago, Joel went into like a Salvation Army in a junk shop and randomly got a bunch of things and built robots. Yeah. You know, there's instructions online how to build a Tom Servo, but it's really hard because they're like it's a gumball machine from the '60s oh and it's like a barrel of monkeys from the '80s and it's these weird little hands from some model kit. But it's Gypsy is like the... a discovery hunter, so a discovery oh, yeah. hunt, I should say. But Gypsy's the easiest because she's a couple of big Tupperware bins. And then some industrial tubing is her snake body. Okay. And then her eyeball is a big flashlight. So it's pretty easy to build, but she's big, you know? And Gwen's like, where would we put her? And I'm like, we would put her in the Mayfair, her head poking out of the balcony by the clock. Okay. With her neck going up to the ceiling. You got this out. Oh, yeah. Because in the show, Gypsy's supposed to be attached to the ship. Like, she's a big snake body, you know? Okay. But that's my nerd goal for our balconies is to build a gypsy and put her up there. Jeez, that's that's kind of fun. Like, yeah. I also want like I was hoping you were gonna try to make like an actual working robot. Yes, like, it, see yeah. Homer, that's why your robot didn't work. Like the robot butler from yeah. before. Oh yeah. man. There's so we needed to make a list of all of the like various robotic things we've wanted to make over the years. People also say we need to get a pair of life size half bodies of Statler and Waldorf. Oh yeah. And put them in our fake like stained glass window balconies that are like halfway to the screen. I like that. And I think that's, don't know if the Muppets sell life-size Muppets. I don't know. I know they will, there's certain stores where you could build your own Muppet. Yeah. And for like a fairly reasonable price, a couple hundred bucks, and you say, I want, you know, Bert and Ernie style eyes and cat ears and this, and I made a Muppet cat, you know? Oh. 
But I don't know if they will send you an actual Statler and Waldorf. Man, that's interesting. Yeah. You know all about these little random things. Some friends of mine have, like, a Muppet. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's Yeah, like, it's like, I'll add that to the list of things where if money is no object, I will put it there. Because it's just, like, the main one for me now is at Shoppers, they have one of those, like, little jukeboxes that's, like, a (laughs) CD player and a Bluetooth uh, speaker. And it's so impractical. Like, I don't, I do not need that. But I'm no. like, oh my God, I'm walking home with this. It's like a hundred bucks and probably like a, like a foot and a half tall, so a foot wide. Just start collecting points. Gwen and I have almost like $300 worth of points. I just passed 60 bucks yesterday. Yes. I just made the jump. It's really been helping that they've got like, buy two Milk Duds, two for three, <laughs> and buy two, get 2,000 points. I'm yeah. like, well, I'd be stupid not to do that. Yeah, we're, we're going to get, like, a video game system or something eventually. But or, or, like, they'll be, like, now selling Tom Servo. You're like, oh, my oh, God! My dreams come true. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Okay, let's talk about movies coming up this week, July 27th to August 2nd, because nice. I want to get out of here before movie time and go to Target and eat some pierogies and fair. then come back and watch the movie. Those are, that's, that's yeah. Tasty. Can we do that too? It's the perfect plan. We can all go. <laughs> yeah. People walk out of Mr. Rogers and are like, ah, where is place it? Oh, yeah, well, at least they left uh, some, uh, I was going to say napkins, <laughs> yeah. tissues. First up, a new film for us this week is Gauguin, Voyage to Tahiti, which is a historical drama set in the late 1800s. Vincent Cassell. Vincent Cassell. Oh, nice. He's What's good. Vincent He's Cassell's a... big breakthrough movie? He did oh, those two Mezrine films where he played the French gangster. Yeah. He's in that Crimson oh, yeah. River as well. Yeah. Your boy and, Jean Renault. And I assume you like... <laughs> I have no idea if you like Jean Renault. And... and uh, Irreversible? Is he in that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he hasn't really come to American soil, Not has he? No. Quite. He's been in, like, a couple of things where I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's in Eastern Promises. Is oh, he in right. that? Is yeah. he in V for Vendetta? Or am I just... Maybe. No, no, no. Is it that? He's in, he was in something weird, like, kind of Hollywoody, where I was like... Oh, hey, man. You know, like it's just. You if know, there was just, only a website where we could check actors' resumes. Yeah, yeah I, I no hate. Time. I hate, like, checking stuff while we're podcasting. I feel yeah. like it's a cheat. People, just, people, if people are listening, they can check their own phones and yeah, check your own damn phone. They can tell if <laughs> yeah. we don't actually know. You know, I, I much prefer to just, like, say an actor's first name and a movie they were in rather than remembering their last name. I feel like that's fair. Andrew flips out with check your own damn phone. Yeah. That's his new thing when people call to ask for. Movie listing. That would be yeah. We're we're getting a new uh, a new style of theater in here. We're jerks now. Then we have a documentary that won an award at Sundance called Three Identical Strangers. It's funny. The tagline is the most amazing, incredible, remarkable story ever told. True story ever told. Hmm. And I, I've kind of avoided reading too much about it, but I think it's about like some three identical strangers. Yeah, some family members who find each other. Yeah, that's right. Because it also says there's a there's a quote on the poster that's something like the craziest twists that you'll never see coming, and they don't stop or something to that effect. And I was just yeah. like, okay, well, and then it just makes your brain go. You're like, why did you even say that? Yes, yeah, so like, I don't want to know. But yeah. I, I think it was it's something about some triplets separated via adoption or something yeah. who then through an unexpected chain of events find each other by accident. I think that's what it's about. Is but it a documentary or it's a documentary? Yeah, I mean, you did say that. And I'm yes, just you like, did. Because that could be a movie too. Like I could see that. Yeah, it won the special jury prize at Sundance. There you go. So there you go. Then we have "Won't You Be My Neighbor" back for a third week for a couple of weekend matinees. Excellent. I can find. I'm coming on Saturday. Oh, it's a good movie. After all this talk, I can find all the tears. I can finally see it. If you don't cry, there's something wrong. You're you a might, bad person. Yeah, you might be like, yeah. oh, I might be a sociopath. I'll just like, I'll cry about like my cat that died when I was a kid. You know, it's like, yeah. it was not about the movie. That's not why I'm crying. Then we have the auto premiere of Marlena, the murderer in four acts. 
which I don't know anything about because yeah, again, it sort of looks like a revenge thriller. Yeah, it, and it's a Indonesian production. Like the poster said something about it possibly being Lynchian. Yeah, so it's like a revenge thriller. It it won an award at the Cannes Film Festival and was an AFI Audience Award nominee. Uh, and a bunch of other awards nominated for <laughs> several other awards a bunch well. of other stuff <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's our Ottawa premiere this week Marlena the Murderer in Four Acts could be good looks interesting cool poster then just for Eric ah, so excited so excited we got Hereditary oh man are you actually going to get to see it or oh, is it yeah. another one of these horrible movies that you I was, or horrible times yeah. that you miss a movie you want I was to see. thinking about that because it was like get out I had to work A Quiet Place I had to work and uh-huh. Hereditary I'm working the premiere but yeah. I am coming Sunday night because, like, you know, my wife will be in bed and yeah. you know, I can just come here by myself and watch a scary movie. But I was just, it's, it's funny because it's, it's totally one of those kind of movies, like this buzz du jour horror flick. You know, the new thing is now, like, well, it's not really a horror movie. It's like a drama yeah. thriller with a horror element or something. It's like, like, no. Also, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, I hate that. Julia has a web, or sorry, not a website. Julia has a podcast called Horror Survival Guide. Okay. And it's, you know, a new horror movie every week. And they did dead calm recently oh nice and, Sam Neill and again it was thriller and I tweeted them and said what's the difference between a thriller and a horror movie and they were yeah. like that's a good question and I said I think it's just highbrowness yeah. like if you're Silence of the Lambs or Dead Calm or Hereditary and you have real actors in your you know versus Chucky or Jason or Freddy yeah. there's like a line in the sand where they're like and, and I said it's, it's my beloved comic books it's kind of like graphic novel comic book where Graphic novel was purely a word created when comic books started getting into libraries and bookstores mm. and where grown-ups were like, I'm not going to read a comic book. And yeah. they'd be like, well, Watchmen's a graphic novel. And it's almost like that. Like, thriller and horror yeah. movie is this line. Yeah, so action figures versus dolls, you know. Like oh, those, yeah, for sure, yeah. It's sad, but I mean, it, it does it does make sense. Uh, but I still find it just frustrating because where do you draw the line? It's like... Jaws, you know, stuff like that where, yeah. where it's just like, and, and Get Out as well. Like, that was just a huge... And even, like, Shape of Water definitely does blur the line because you know, I, I wouldn't call that a horror movie, personally, but, like, there is horrific stuff in it and yes. it's about a friggin' fish man, you know. And like, it's inspired by Creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah. which was a horror movie in the 30s, kind of, you know. Yeah, but, and I think, like, that's some of it, too, is, like, oh, if it's PG and it's older and it's not super scary now, it's not a horror movie? Is that what, like, you know, yeah. like, it's just... But it's funny, like, me. on Facebook, there was at least one person who was like, I'm too scared to see it. And I replied to them, and I was like, we believe in you, you know. <laughs> you can make it. But it's really getting buzz as being terrifying and I think it's like a tense film too it's not it's not it's like jump scare city kind of thing like again it's, like it's rated our beloved 14a oh so it can't it. be that terrifying yeah you know because if it's 14a versus a hard R mm-hmm. like it's I think it's, it's creepy and jump scares and, yeah and it's a I said to my brother I said I'm going to a highbrow horror movie on Friday do you want to come <laughs> yeah and he said what does highbrow mean and I said I said well it's got you know, a couple of big shot actors in it and well reviewed. Yeah. And it's a little bit more mature than a doll running around stabbing you, you know? <laughs> like, Which we still love. But, oh, of course, yes. Yeah, and, and we're getting a, like a new Chucky movie and a Chucky series. So, 
you know, obviously people yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. Hereditary getting a TV series? I don't <laughs> think so. Will it have a McFarlane action figure? Yeah, oh, man, I wish. But Hereditary has Toni Collette, who yeah. is right at the top of my list for favorite actresses. And she's getting Oscar buzz for it. I mean, I don't know oh, that she'll actually get nominated just because of the whole, like, I mean, the Academy still seems afraid of We're in a new world, though, movies. with, like, you know, Get Out and True. Shape of Water and stuff like that. So Yeah, so, I mean, I just, I, I kind of, like, I even root for some of these that I don't love, like, uh, you know, like The Babadook or something, you know, where it's like, right. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I wasn't going crazy. But, I mean, some people nitpick the weirdest things about that movie and, and just, oh, the kid was so annoying. It's like, well, yeah, he, he had issue like mental like right. or not mental issues but emotional issues it's just like when when this stuff comes to bear in the story itself i don't really like i, I don't i give people like to stand on for that argument yeah you know like if it makes sense it makes sense like so you stop nitpicking i'm looking forward kid. to it i think it's gonna be a good scary movie that's gonna be fun to watch yeah. with the crowd if you spoil it for me between friday totally and Sunday, gonna oh i'm gonna walk God. out on friday night <laughs> <laughs> like who would have thought darth vader was luke's <laughs> father <laughs> ah then we have a Saturday Night Cinema coming up. Presented by Andrew. Yeah, oh. hosted by me. It's yeah. be a Andrew knows fun what one. it is. Yeah, he's, he's yes. writing his speech already, I assume. Is it Spice World? I'm waiting for the Spice <laughs> it World. It better be Spice World. <laughs> Saturday Night Cinema. Not Spice quite. Starring James Bond. The one thing people always ask, the only hint that some of our super fans ask, is it porn or is it <laughs> horror movie or is it driving classic it's mainly is it porn that's like, it in yeah. that, in that like, timbre I was like ah, we porn? haven't shown a porn movie forever at yeah. Saturday Night Cinema it's been at least seven months yeah come on and then we wrap up our Quentin Fest with both volumes of Kill Bill on Monday and Tuesday night volume one on Monday volume two on Tuesday Kill Bill is interesting because I remember I remember Kill Bill being a movie and then it still is news starting to come oh yeah but then news coming out of being like and I don't know how I don't know if Quentin just pretended not to know this was going to happen. Yeah. But then being like, "Oh, it's four hours long. We're going to cut into two movies." And I'm like, "Someone must have looked at a script. Some production manager, some location scout must yeah. have looked and been like, this is way too long oh, for man. one movie.'" I don't know, but well, he was an Oscar by that point, so yeah. I feel like it was one of those things where you're just like, "Hey, uh, Quentin," he says, "Like, oh, uh, actually, my golden friend here says I'm doing a great job, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not going to be editing that." I look at it sometimes, and I'm very curious, almost just as a experiment. To whittle it down to two and a half hours yeah. from four, because a lot of his movies are about two and a half hours, and I well, just the scripts are even longer. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one thing that bothers me at the end of part two is it has like two end credit sequences. Uh, yeah, it's like Tommy like, Wiseau style. I'm like, well, cut one of those. That's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> it it could be edited. I'm gonna say it like you know, not to speak down on Kill Bill either yeah. volume, but just I mean. It could be cut down. Absolutely. I said, take out the anime and what? yeah, just take it out. <laughs> well, you've already infuriated Andrew. Have that be its own thing, you know? Have like that, Watchmen style. Yeah, just have that be like a have that be like a short that you play in front of other movies. Which is sort of funny because like the, the ultimate cut of Watchmen is four and a half hours. That's crazy. Oh, because they put in all they the weird in, animation. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that's sort of funny. Like that's essentially Kill Bill: The Whole Bloody Affair in, yeah. in a way. Man, but I would have wanted two versions of Watchmen. Like, but <laughs> Kill Bill, I watched it last time we played it a few years back. Yeah. And it's still the craziest action scene, maybe ever. That one scene with Uma just killing scene, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Ah, oh, so good. So, you know, be, I mean, actually, I've never seen the uh, color version of that scene either. I mean, well, that, that whole Bloody Affair edition never no, got a wide release no, no, it came out Japan, it, right? like, yeah I played it at, at the New Beverly but like it's never and there's like one 35mm yeah, yeah I was gonna say is, it, is there a 35mm copy of it yeah of the whole bloody fair yeah cause I mean even just for himself he would have made one up I'm sure it's funny cause that could like 
make some money. You oh, know, wait, so people he wait, have been asking for it. 2004? It's still a little while oh away. To, but I was like, if they made like a, you know, whatever anniversary edition, that would... And, and people wouldn't even care stick what Stick that on Blu-ray, you know? Well, it is. It, it's the 15th anniversary next year, I guess. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, that could... Because he's been talking about, like, every year for the past 15 years, I guess. 14 years. And in Volume 3, I don't know if that's pure internet nerdery I or if that's something he actually has been... He he talks to say he's going to do a yeah. volume three. I think he says a lot of things like that's the thing, like and, and not in a bad way, but just like you know, he's it's his Star Trek movie and Kill Bill three and the Vega Brothers movie and yeah, you know, it's just, like there's not enough time to do all that stuff. No. You know? so maybe like it, and it, he's it, only got cool. one movie left before he pretends to retire. So they say maybe two. two. I think like, it's two, just like Jay Z's retirement. So yeah, like, that's like a stick. Four he's hours. Four hours. Sinatra. He'll yeah. never come back. Well, like, but does Uma Thurman want to be in Volume 3? I don't know. Like, that's the (laughs) whole other thing. Like, in 2018, at this point, like, I think that might be one of those, yeah, maybe we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But still, come see 1 and 2. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it'll do well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So let's wrap this up. I need my pierogies. Fair. I need my burritos. (laughs) So you can find us on, you can get updates on our website and on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us all over the internet. Go visit our friends at House of Tyre, which I'm about to do before you come see a movie. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll see you back here next time to talk about more awesome movies you come up. Next time we chat, we'll have our Winona Ryder Festival to talk about. Ooh. Which I love because it's so weird and cool and people seem to have a real good buzz about it. I like talking about it, you know, now too. So I'm like, wow, we're actually allowed to talk specifically about it? Cool. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 This is the story of the self-confessed Boston Strangler, based on Gerald Frank's startling bestseller. It has been filmed where the actual happenings made shocking headlines around the world. I want you to coordinate the investigations for the Commonwealth. Set up a Strangler Bureau. I'm not even remotely qualified for this kind of thing. You want the stranglings to go on? That's not fair. Preview audiences have acclaimed this a remarkable motion picture. Academy Award stature. For the indelible quality of this film is that the tension, the suspense, the emotion mount when the camera goes beyond the panic-stricken streets of Boston. Beyond the dark corridors of the apartment houses where the strangler silently prowled. Beyond the bedrooms of lonely, fearful women. Into the forbidden corners of a man's mind and soul. Why did 13 women open their doors willingly to this stranger? The Boston Strangler stars Tony Curtis in a powerful characterization unlike anything he has ever portrayed on the screen. Henry Fonda and George Kennedy. These things you see that come into your head and you don't have anything to do about it, now is the time for you to try to make some sense out of them. Face it, what did you see? Albert, now. Now is the time. Go back. The suspects range from derelicts to Back Bay, Boston. How many names have you got in here? 500. How many have you scored with? At least, um, two-thirds. In six months? Uh Uh-huh. You could have killed any one of them. We'll check you out. Check him out, hell. Find out what kind of diet he's on and have it mimeographed for the rest of us. As the suspense builds to an incredible crescendo, you realize that you are involved in one of the most remarkable screen experiences of our time. You will know all there is to know about the Boston Strangler.
Why did so many women open their doors willingly? The answers are not what you expected.